Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. What is going on? It is game day in America. Big World Cup match today, Vinny. Is that anything like hockey night in Canada? U.S. versus I... Wait. E-Ron. <laughs> for once and for all, what? let's get this straight. Now let's... Uh, Iran. Be- before we get into this, this is a politically charged sporting event. That big <laughs> the, time. Be, yeah, big Oof. time. What could go wrong? Mercy. Ah. In... Iranian reporter grilling Tyler Adams yesterday to the point of, okay, this is getting uncomfortable. <laughs> he handled it well, though. Oh, he handled it brilliantly. They Absolutely put him on the brilliantly. Spot there. Yeah. Uh, the contention was, it, it could uh, from this Iranian reporter was, A, too many people cannot pronounce our country's name properly. That's true. It's that's not fair, Iran, and that's very fair, right? And the other thing is, how could you, Tyler Adams, play for Team USA when your country is so bad to black people? Okay. Yeah. All right. That totally excuses what's happening in Iran right now. Yeah. For sure. I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm bringing it up just to show how politically charged this is going to be in this. Did you see the other chapter in this? So U.S. Soccer put out a standings table with uh, of Group B with all the flags. And they scrubbed the Islamic emblem from the Iranian flag. I did see that. That's right. And the Tasnim News Agency tweeted, by posting a distorted image of the flag of the Islamic Republic of Iran on its official account, the U.S. football team breached the FIFA charter for which a 10-game suspension is the appropriate penalty. (laughs) Team USA should be kicked out of the World Cup. I did see that. I did see that. So Team USA has to win or they're done. So this is going to be interesting today. Iran also. Yeah. Has to win or they're done. Yeah. This time, it's, it's personal. personal. Something's got to give. Wow. So what time uh, What time are they dropping the puck on this one? <laughs> Noon. Noon. Yeah. Noon. There's four games today, but they're two and two at the same time. There's two at the same time and then two at the same time yeah, and then instead the, of spread out. The other one uh, in Group B, England and Wales. Those two. The battle for the UK. The battle for the UK. Mm-hmm. Or Great Britain. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. I get confused with the Great Britain UK thing. One of them has Northern Ireland and one of them doesn't. And one of them does not. The UK has Northern Ireland. The other one has Scotland, Wales, and England. Oh, it's good. It's going to be a fun day. All right, start the show, Ferret. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Splash. 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, let the bye weeks begin. The Arizona Cardinals are on theirs, licking their wounds after a 25-24 loss to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday that dropped their record to 4-8 and eight on the season. Cliff Kingsbury announced Monday that tackle DJ Humphreys, who was placed on injured reserve last week, will not return this year due to his back injury. Kingsbury also said he's hopeful that center Rodney Hudson and guard Will Hernandez can come back after the bye. Some Zoom meetings today, and then it's 1-2-3 Cancun for the Cardinals, who will uh, reconvene for practice next Monday for their game against the New England Patriots the following Monday. That's a good line. Cardinals also released uh, wide receiver Andre Bocelli after he had a catch on Sunday. I think Andre Bocelli got the NFL yeah, record for that. most times uh, with a name appearing in the transactions this year. Yeah, he, he was might. elevated. He, he might. was demoted. He was released. He was resigned. I don't know. Jonathan Ward might still hold that record from a year or two ago. Yeah, that Jonathan dude was bouncing everywhere. Yeah, that is true. Uh, last night, Benny Snell's two-yard touchdown run broke a 17-17 tie in the fourth quarter and helped the Pittsburgh Steelers to a 24-17 win over the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. Both teams now four and seven. That was a Monday night matchup for the diehards. I watched a little bit of it. I, I, I could not get into it. Yeah. I, I just it's could fun not. to watch George Pickens play football. That's okay. about all I can say. All right. It's not fun to watch Matt Ryan play football. No, that's, yeah. And again, as I say all the time, it's bad quarterbacks make football not fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell hurt again, this time a sprained MCL for Mitchell. He missed six to eight weeks. Uh, he earlier missed seven games this season with a knee sprain, suffered in week one. So here we go with the 49ers injuries again. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey banged up too. His status moving forward unknown. Uh, great game last night in Sacramento. Suns prevail over the Kings, 122-117. to Devin Booker had himself a night. He scored 44 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, and 6 steals. DeAndre Ayton added 17-12, and Damian Lee continued his clutch play, adding 11 of his 15 points in the fourth quarter, including 3 three-pointers. Suns led by 10 with a minute 14 to go after a Mikel Bridges 3, but the Kings would not go away. Kevin Herter's steal and dunk cut the lead to 3 with 35 seconds to go. Torrey Craig snared a huge offensive rebound off a Bridges miss with 8.4 seconds yep. left, and then Booker iced it at the free throw line. Five straight now for the Suns. They snapped the Kings' six-game home winning streak. Phoenix back home on Wednesday to host the Chicago Bulls. At and, and DeAndre Ayton, the Western Conference Player of the Week for the first time ever. Yeah, uh, first time ever. Three games against the Lakers, Pistons, and Jazz. 23.7 points, 67% shooting, and average 16 rebounds per game. Uh, and played well again last night. Didn't have the gaudy, the, as gaudy of numbers, but I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Suns promoted GM James Jones into the position of president of basketball operations on Monday. So his ascent continues. Who was that title previously? Uh, yeah, uh, no one, uh, right? No. Uh, it was a created title for him. Right. Yeah, so I know. It's... But, but it's a promotion. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it changes on his day-to-day. but Exactly. New Congrats business on cards. the race. Congrats yeah. on the new business card. Yeah. Uh, you can update your LinkedIn now. Kenny Dillingham already to work as ASU's head coach, filling out his staff. Of course, Sunday we learned that Sean Iguana would be retained. Monday, it has been uh, was reported that Idaho State head coach and former Chaparral, Chaparral High coach Charlie Regal is stepping down and will join Dillingham's staff, presumably as the tight ends coach. 
Former Sun Devil defensive lineman Vince Amy, who was on Regal's staff at Idaho State, reportedly heading back to Tempe to coach the D-line. Strength and conditioning coach Joe Connolly will be retained as well. Uh, but the transfer portal is already starting to churn. Quarterback Paul Tyson, we hardly knew you. He transferred to ASU from Alabama. He's hitting the portal. Expect more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn became the latest team to hire its new football coach, announcing Liberty head coach and former Ole Miss headman Hugh Freeze to take over for the fired Brian Harson. So what you brought up yesterday and passing never happened. The Cliff yeah. Kingsbury rumors on the message boards for Auburn. Yeah, not gonna happen. So you mean so so that dude in the SEC who had forty nine Twitter followers and claimed I got a good source that says Cliff Kingsbury's gonna be named head coach within a couple hours. You yeah. mean he was inaccurate? Yeah, and the guy who once uh, called twelve different escort services while the head coach of Ole Miss is back in the SEC. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, it's a good hire. Uh, he needs a he needs a thirteenth chance. Twelve different. <laughs> twelve different ones. Okay. Yeah. First you know, of all, commit. Okay. Con- no. Right. How many escort places are there in Oxford, Mississippi? Stimulated the economy. <laughs> Kept many lo- the very local, local yes. businesses. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the- Shop local. <laughs> yeah. All the escort services in Auburn, Alabama are just over the moon right now. The new AP college basketball rankings were released yesterday. Arizona made a huge 10-spot jump in the polls from 14 to 4. Of course, winning the Maui Invitational like the Wildcats did will help you do that. Uh, For the first time since the days of Phi Slamma Jamma in 1983, Houston, the top team in the country, followed by Texas, Virginia, Arizona, and Purdue. Uh, Other than uh, U of A, UCLA, the only Pac-12 team ranked, they come uh, come in at 21st. ASU received votes basically amounting to 33rd in the nation. Uh, As you mentioned before the splash pick, big day for the USMNT World Cup. They need a win over Iran uh, to advance to the knockout round. Iran lost badly to England in its opener, but then beat Wales to earn three points for that win. Today's game gets started at noon Arizona time. Wales plays England in the other Group B match, and elsewhere it's Ecuador against Senegal and the Netherlands taking on Qatar. Has anybody been reprimanded for their pronunciation of Qatar? Yeah, I, Qatar but I've been guy? but I've been noticing that during the broadcast, it's Qatar. They're pronouncing right. it Qatar. Yeah. So I'm very confused, man. Once and for all, can we can we get a ruling on this? And finally, Tiger Woods is withdrawn from his own tournament, the Hero World Challenge Uh-oh. in the Bahamas, due to, due to plantar fasciitis in his right foot. Woods is still scheduled to play in the next edition of the match on December 10th, a made-for-TV event in Florida that this time around won't feature any quarterbacks. It's all golfers. Woods, McElroy, Jordan Spieth, and uh, Justin Thomas. Oh, I noticed Phil Mickelson didn't get an invite to the match this year. I wonder what's up with that. I wonder how (laughs) butthurt he is. Why can't I have it both ways? Mm -hmm. Tiger Woods, by the way, was given $15 million as the golfer who most moved the needle. They do this every year. It's PPL program, whatever it is. And he played in like three tournaments. And yeah, good sign. That's for PGA Tour. yeah, right. That's <laughs> I didn't know they did that. They do fifteen million dollars. Fifteen million bucks. Would somebody else move the needle, please? There you go. There is your splash for Tuesday, November 29th. Coming up next, the bye week is here. Does it even matter for the Cardinals? We'll get into that next on this Tuesday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
That's usually been our plan, eight, five, six, seven. Um, we varied based on when it happened in the season. This late in the season after week 12 is the first time we've had it, I think, this late. So we felt like that was the uh, appropriate number. It's Cliff Kingsbury on the time off given to the team during the bye week. There will be no practice, a little bit of a film session, or I guess, I guess Zoom meetings today. And then uh, they're off for the rest of the week to do what they choose. Uh, and then back on Monday to start getting ready for the New England Patriots. It's so funny to me, Bick, that um, maybe it's not funny. I, I guess it makes sense to a degree. Cliff Kingsbury explaining, yeah, that's kind of been our pattern in the mm-hmm. past. You, you know, you, you come in, you get the meetings, and then, boom, go your separate ways. When you have underachieved and had a season like the Arizona Cardinals have had to this point, mm-hmm. doing the same things over and over yeah. infuriates a lot of people. Yeah, well, it does, because I think by now we understand that the solution isn't just practice better, because the idea of practicing better doesn't jibe with the idea of not practicing much. Yeah, those two things it, appear they, to be at right. odds. No, they they do appear to be at odds. So so again, so it it kind of speaks to the idea of the accountability. And if guys are are not doing things properly on the playing field, and and you know th- that play that Kyler Murray um, immortalized right by saying schematically we were bleeped. Uh-huh. Okay, that play in and of itself is a perfect example of of poor execution. In, in clutch situations that has doomed this team for the past couple of years, maybe the past three years, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've got a couple, where you've got uh, a couple of star-wide receivers who fail to create the kind of uh, uh, cushion and spacing necessary to throw the ball to the tight end on that particular play, and it's 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 little stuff like that that adds up, and it's little stuff like that that's preventing this team from winning close games against good teams. So there's really a microscope on that play still two days mm-hmm. after the game, and and there was a great video breakdown of what went wrong on that play, and a lot of it was what the Chargers did defensively, and the Cardinals just not adapting to it. But mm-hmm. there's still a ton of questions. Question one: Why are you throw? Why why are you going for it? Mm-hmm. A fourth and one with a lead on your own thirty four yard line. I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, question two: Why are you throwing the football there when you had run the ball so successfully? Question three: The breakdown indicates that play was designed for Trey McBride. Mm-hmm. Why that's are you the throwing question. the ball? Why are right. you throwing to Trey McBride? Exactly. That's a, a that's that's a, a huge huge question. And then question four, when that broke down, mm-hmm. why did Kyler Murray underthrow that so poorly? Because mm-hmm. if he throws it out in front of DeAndre Hopkins, we're probably talking about yeah. a big play. Well, I think I I think it's because it, it, at that point in time it, it was desperation mode. It yeah. that was never going to be the target for Kyler Murray. So I think it it I think that might have affected the ball placement on that. Uh, then there's then there's this issue as well. Running an RPO in that situation mm-hmm. is is fairly ridiculous because even if you do leave the ball in James Conner's breadbasket, he's he's having to start um, basically with no head start from the backfield, and that's that's not good on a, a fourth and less than one kind of situation. It, it, the, the whole thing was just such an indictment of everything, and yet at the same time, for all the people who want to complain about Kyler Murray this and Kyler Murray that, Kyler Murray, aside from the interception, he, he, he conducted himself perfectly on that play. He, he pulled the ball away from James Conner, which was smart, because the Chargers had a guy coming right off the edge, and he saw it, okay? And, and then he went and looked 
looked to Trey McBride and said, okay, that is not even close to being open. And then, boom, the whole pay play was just paralyzed. So this idea that Kyler Murray can't read the field, if he can't read the field, what are you putting him in an RPO on a huge play for? Yeah. So clearly he can read the field. It's just, can he see the field, I think is a bigger issue. Um, but they're different. Those are different issues. So, I, again, the, the fact that they've, they're still having these basic elemental issues is just fundamental issues. Yeah. It's, it's maddening. Well, it you really, know, really is. in our discussions and consistently throughout this year, one of my big complaints about, complaints about the Cardinals offense has been they're way too apt to, quote unquote, take what the defense gives them. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do they just line up and say, this is what we are going to do. Deal with it. That has affected the long passing game this year. Uh, and I think it really came to a, to a, a head at, on that play. You know, the, the whole thinking, it was so overcomplicated. You know, an RPO shotgun formation, again, when James Connors, when James Conner was just running through the Chargers' yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. Why can't the decision just be, we're getting Kyler under center. There's no mystery as to what we're doing. We have whooped you at the line of scrimmage, and if you make a play, good for you. But this is what we're doing, and that, which is why you gave twenty-one million dollars. If that's the number, I yes. remember twenty-one million dollars to James Conner for, so you can give him the ball in obvious situations and still have. Uh, productive results. That's what he does. So there was a failure on that. And uh, your point three really echoes to me. And I and I think it's it's something people do not talk about enough with this offense and this team. And that is in big moments, you got to target your best players. You do not go to fringe questionable players in big moments. You're asking for trouble. So the idea that that play was designed for a guy that has been making tons of mental errors and has had trouble catching the football, that to me is Daffy. Yeah. So it, it so that that play in and of itself, I think, was very. Um, it, it was a perfect description of what happened from Kyler Murray. It was funny in real time when he said it. It's almost become a meme on social media. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's. Uh, I couldn't believe when when the Cardinals walked off that football field on Sunday. They are one in ten in their last eleven home games. The worst in record 10. in the league in that span. Yeah. yeah, Worse than the Houston Texans, yeah. who have not played as many home games and have the same amount of wins. They're 1-8-1. You but saw they that also, same thing. They yeah. also have a tie in there. Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. So, right, exactly. Cardinal fans would settle for a tie right, right. now at a and home so, game. So, I mean, that's just that's that's horrific to be grouped in with that team, yeah. given what the relative expectations happen to be of both. Yeah, they're going to have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. To your point about that that quote from Kyler Murray, which went viral, Look, I, I when when the homework addendum was put into Kyler Murray's contract and then pulled out, we had the discussions. We were both in agreement. That is something that will stick with Kyler Murray every time he struggles mm-hmm. for the rest of his football career. Mm-hmm. That's a huge misstep. What Kyler Murray said in real time, I'm not going to call it a misstep. I think it was just an honest moment from a young quarterback. But that quote will stick with Cliff Kingsbury Every time the Cardinals do something daffy on a football field from a schematic standpoint. Schematically, yes. we were kind of bleeped. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're probably right.
It, it's just the reality of what it is. One uh, one other soundbite from uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, on that fourth down play. If Kyler Murray could have checked out of that. Yeah, it was. I, I'm not sure if it was in the moment. I, I didn't hear it in context, so I'm not sure um, exactly how it was spoken. But um, I think as the play unfolded, we thought we'd have something. We didn't have it. And so then it went into the, the scramble mode. I, I thought it was interesting, too, how how Cliff opened up about everything on that play and basically echoed everything that dude said in his breakdown mm-hmm. video. It, it would have been nice for the head coach to explain that first after the game. Yeah. Give that, that you know, hey, I'll give you guys a heads up what went wrong on that play. Well, I, but I you mean, know, it yeah. all starts with the decision to, to call that play. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Just another... Yeah. Layer of frustration oh, as yeah. the Cardinals oh, head yeah. to their uh, bye man, week. Man, it's been a year for this football team. Oh, in so many ways. I mean, when you consider everything that has transpired from the moment they walked off the field in Los Angeles in the playoffs until now. It's I mean, incredible. That's like a decade worth of drama. Yeah, it is. My goodness, you make a documentary about them. Yeah. <laughs> this is a team that should definitely have a film crew following and documenting almost their every move. Right. Gosh, can you imagine what you would see? Can you imagine what a gold mine of content that would come off of that team? So interesting. <laughs> I would dare to describe it as shocking. Ooh. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Coming up next, uh, there's another team in town that's performing pretty well right now. The Phoenix Suns get a win over Sacramento on the road. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on this Tuesday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. to six on the shot clock. Booker gets it back. Penetrates right side. Gives to Bridges. Right corner for three. No good. Rebound. Torrey Craig in traffic. He'll get it back to Bridges. Now Booker in between the rings is going to be fouled by Kevin Herter with 6.8 seconds left. And again, it is Torrey Craig, the offensive rebounder supreme to keep it alive. John Bloom, Tim Kempton on the Suns Radio Network. The uh, play that uh, sealed it. Again, we have to admonish Jared Carlin for playing a Creed bumper on the way into this segment. We're gonna call you out, man. Get it out of the rotation. That was nickelback usually you you complain about. Nah, same thing. I would say both. qualifies. Nickelback is Canadian Creed. Second straight game, the Suns clinch a victory with a huge offensive rebound. Saturday against the Jazz, it was DeAndre Ayton coming up with one. Last night, after things got real hairy there at the end, a 10-point mm-hmm. lead with a minute and change left got down to three after some careless play by the Suns, and then Torrey Craig wraps it up. Suns win uh, by five, 122-117. Really good win for them last night because all cylinders were not firing. They got a real clunker of a game from Cameron Payne, who was in foul trouble and was yep. ineffective. But, man, Devin Booker was a superstar He was a superstar. On, on both ends of the floor. Damian Lee continues to cook in the clutch, which has been quite a quite a find for this basketball team. And mm-hmm. and, and they, they continue to roll without three key components from last year's team. It's quite amazing. They've got a, they've got a good energy about them, and it's, it's a different energy, and it's working. Yeah, Devin Booker with that stat line, 44 points on the night, also added uh, four assists, eight rebounds, six steals in the game. Um, he was just a, he was playing with his hair on fire last yeah. night. He talked mm-hmm. about his performance. Well, that's just what it is. That's kind of what I get paid to do. You know, I'm worried about getting everybody else involved when you know, I have it going like that and it causes other teams to play different defenses. And, um, 
late in the late in the game, and so we got a lot of open shots. And, you know, that's what I'm out there to do. Yeah, go ahead, Rick. No, I was just going to say, you, you could kind of see that game coming with how disappointed he was with his performance against the Jazz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, he let the media know, I, I was I was so bad in that game, I changed my shoes at halftime. Looking, yeah. Looking for a spark. And then that bleep didn't work yeah, either. Right. And that bleep was didn't work. He was 8 for 27. Yeah. Last night, there was just a time where he was getting wherever he wanted on the floor mm-hmm. and hitting shots. And we have this discussion seemingly yearly with Devin Booker. What area of his game is he developing at? And I think the defense continues to develop. But Mm -hmm. the improvement made in the last... Since since Devin Booker has stepped up and been an all-star, and and then his ascension to an all-NBA first-team player last year, the biggest, most recent development in his improvement is how he handles those double teams, those blitzes. He's very because it, it wasn't a strength when he started to see that it was something that he struggled with. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of turnovers mm-hmm. last night in crunch time after Sacramento said you are not beating us. Mm-hmm. He did everything right. It's interesting when he talks about that because he, he has said on a couple of different occasions when teams blitz me, I have got no issue giving up the basketball, and he keeps repeating that. And, and I wonder how much of that he really feels. But you're right; that's that's it's an element of his game that he's he has gotten so much better at. And yeah, I mean to the to the point where he can he can effectively function as this team's backup point guard in a pinch, and it's 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 a credit to him. Yeah, really is. Here was DeAndre Ayton commenting on Book's big night. Oh, that's my dude. Oh yeah, he he, he, he gonna he gonna, he gonna um, one thing about this man. It's very um, unpredictable. You know, when it comes to uh, you thinking he having a bad shooting night or not, he gonna do what's right to uh, contribute to the team for sure. And he he don't give a damn. He's gonna hundred. He gonna keep shooting that day. That's that's just the, the dude on our team. That's what he, we need him to do every night. And you know, tonight we just made sure he he had hits on screens, and we knew he was gonna have another night like that. So. Um, he was really locked in on just executing the plays and, you know, taking what the defense gave him. They was throwing out blitz. They was throwing out everything at that man. And that man still found a way to find us and uh, find us for open threes and be under the basket. Uh, I know he's talking about Booker there, but let's talk about DeAndre Aiden. First of all, uh, DA that we've known for the last four years is back. That media day performance and all of that strife appears to be in the rearview mirror by a hundred miles, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it's quite something, to be honest with you. <laughs> that it really was, is. That was just. It, really a, is. it seems like it was just a one well, a one day off day for for Da, and it just so happened to, to come on that day and had everybody concerned. But um, yesterday, but you know, before that game, he gets named the Western Conference Player of the Week. And I, for one, could not be happier because it, it was deserved, first of all. But I think it also goes to show uh, what I just said. Like, all that stuff, all the, the weird stuff with D.A. at the beginning of the year is is gone now. And, and he's continuing to develop. Well, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd phrase it that way. Here, here's the way I look at it. Uh, up until the previous three games, we were in a stretch where we were beginning to scratch our heads about D.A. again. Did did we not have those conversations? We had it. Yeah, but, but he's on a six game double double stretch right now, yeah. which is the longest of his career. Right, and, so, and two of those games were absolutely dominant. Right. Oh, in in ways that I've never seen him mm-hmm. be before. In coming into the swoop dunks in the lane, that's everything you want from the guy. It's everything I've been asking for. We've been asking for for years from the guy, and to see it come out, you're like, okay, we know it's there, and yeah. it's so if he can stay locked in, that's why I hope that this player of the week 
Week Award really kind of speaks to him. It's 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 such a tangible individual achievement uh-huh. that I hope it kind of keeps him firing. It, it's look what what he's done the last few games, and last night was another double double. But the two prior to that were the games that made your jaw drop, at least for me. But prior to that, I was wondering, okay, here we go again. He's up and down and up and down. It's that's what I think we've got to get from DA, and what the Suns have to get from DA is yeah. no more valleys. There was one more. There was one play last night that people won't notice on the stat sheet, but it was a, I think, another sign of where he's going. And that was he got the ball mid paint. There was no hesitation. He got his back to the basket. Mm-hmm. He turned. And he drove strong to the basket, lowered the shoulder. Actually got called for an offensive foul. Led I love to, it. Led to a turnover. Love it. Love but it, it was a foul of aggression, love which it. has not been something you see regularly from DeAndre Ayton in his career. Listen, I, fo- offensive fouls attacking the basket, I have no issue with uh, DeAndre Ayton getting those. Yeah. None. None whatsoever. It's it's So something has happened. Something has, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the fresh haircut he sported <laughs> a few games ago. But, but he's just, it's like somebody flicked a switch inside of him. And now if he can just stay at this level... Chris Paul's not around to yell at him anymore. Maybe... Well, Chris has been yelling. He's just wearing street clothes and he's doing it Uh now. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Monty Williams commented on the uh, keys to victory last night. When you uh, look at the way our team's constructed, it it just has a number of guys who have uh, a lot of care and character. Um... I told the bench just now it's a tough thing to not know when you're going to play, not having a rhythm, and to be able to come into the game like D. Lee did and, and just step up and knock down shots and make plays. And when Cam got into foul trouble, um, I thought that was part of the difference. But you know, for both to go for 44 in 40 minutes, you know, third game and four nights with travel, like that, that's impressive. And. Um, and we really wanted to win it tonight um, so we could really celebrate DA winning player of the week. Um, it was just an appropriate moment. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing uh, nothing to be upset about that win. Sacramento had been playing really well, especially at home. They've kind of cooled off on the road a little bit. Uh, but that's a good that's a good basketball team. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, they've been bad for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, I think you're giving them credit there. <laughs> you could say this is not your father's kings, but it actually is your father's kings because they haven't been good in 20 years. Yeah, yeah but, uh, you know, if they're still around in the playoff mix at the end of it, I won't be shocked. I, I like some of their pieces. Mm. And if Harrison Barnes would have shown up at all last night, they they might have won that game. If that was, you know, Harrison Barnes has been linked to the Suns and trade rumors mm-hmm. for months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't a very good audition for the Suns no. fan base. <laughs> because they're like, well, he's just running up and down the court. He's not uh, doing anything. Right. <laughs> right. That's a good point. But the uh, Suns win their fifth straight. They're back home uh, Wednesday to take on the Chicago Bulls, who are in town for their one visit this year. Uh, coming up next, week 12 in the NFL is in the books, and there's a lot to talk about outside of Arizona. We'll do it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports. Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. It has to be in conjunction with his own desires, because you know that Aaron Rodgers can be a bit fickle and emotional, and you don't want to upset him, but... 
I do think that there is nothing else to be gained from Aaron Rodgers going out there at this point. Like, you're putting him at risk. Your future is tied to Aaron Rodgers. I understand this idea that maybe Jordan Love is going to turn into something. But if you're going to win a Super Bowl next year, it's going to be on the arm of a healthy Aaron Rodgers. That is Dominique Foxworth from ESPN on what the Packers should do. And here we are, week 12, Bick, and again... We've been talking about veteran quarterback, accomplished veteran quarterbacks yeah. a lot around mm-hmm. the league. And again, there's four of them at the heart of storylines after week 12. Aaron Rodgers' health, Tom Brady suffering a loss that he had never suffered before, uh, Russell Wilson's struggles continuing in Denver, uh, and being admonished by defensive linemen on the Oof. field, Oof. and to a lesser extent, Matt Ryan continuing mm-hmm. to struggle as quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. But let's start with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, with now two injuries, the thumb injury, which there were reports before the, the the Sunday night game against Philly, people thought people were saying, "Wow, I don't know how Aaron Rodgers is playing through this thumb injury." And he talked about it on the Pat McAfee show, and was very matter of fact about it. But now you add in an oblique injury, and he mm-hmm. looked miserable on the field uh, on Sunday, yeah, and was in a lot of pain. Jordan Love came in and actually gave that offense a little bit of a spark. Mm-hmm. They still lost the game, but yep. he, he played well. You're four and what? What are the Packers? Four and eight. Um, this is the perfect opportunity now to finally see what you have in Jordan right. Love. I'm, I'm kind of on board with with Dominique Foxworth on this. Well, one. well, you've got to you've got to watch this situation because it, throughout NFL history, there have been quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, who have not always been the best teammates. All right, uh-huh. talk to uh, talk to Kurt Warner about Brett Favre and how Brett Favre treated young quarterbacks. Peyton Manning notoriously uh, didn't want to give up reps because he was afraid of of giving up his his job or the fear of it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if if I were running the Green Bay Packers, I'd be a real real concerned about this because y- knowing how Aaron Rodgers feels about Jordan Love, the draft pick, y- you've got to wonder how Aaron Rodgers would look at this. Would he would he continue to try to play and force himself into the lineup just so this kid can't develop? In front of everybody's eyes, he because he showed a spark last week. Uh, Jordan Love did, he did, and and uh, with the Packers going nowhere this year, this is the time to find out exactly where Jordan Love is at. But then, and I agree with you, and I just said this, the, right. the same thing. But the complication is that contract that Aaron Rodgers has, mm-hmm. and he's not, they're not the only team facing these questions now. The quarterback who just signed a huge contract, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN, talking about the complications. Are there any suitors for Jordan Love, which I would imagine, I don't know, because they didn't have any this past year because he has no play tape, or exactly. really, so maybe this gives him some tape out there that teams would want to go get him, Or but then the reality is, and I don't know this, what are the ramifications contract-wise with Aaron? Because what happens if you play him, and he plays really well, and you go 5-1 and one or 4-2 and two in your last six, and then it's like, well, do we have any reason to move on or, or, or any realistic opportunity to move on from Aaron? Do other teams want to trade for Aaron? What are the contract ramifications? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm saying this is not as easy as just sit him or just play him. Okay. It, it, there's a lot of tentacles attached yeah, to this. Yeah, but Orlovsky there adds another option. Get mm-hmm. uh, get Love some real, tangible experience, which he hasn't had in his time in the league since being drafted in the first round. And maybe create a trade market for him. Uh, we've seen countless examples of that in the NFL. That used to be very popular. Very it feels popular. like some years ago. Yeah. Um, so that might be moving forward. And you and you let Aaron Rodgers 
rest his body a little bit. It's been a very tough year for him. They they have not been a good football team. He has not played nearly up to his standard, but mm-hmm. that might be the solution for yeah. them. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And so I, I, but I'm just, we know how Aaron Rodgers processes these kind of things. That's true. And, and what kind of squatters rights he, he tends to have over things. I'm just curious if, if he's going to kind of, because what he should do is he should embrace the situation. He should step back, get healthy, let this team go into player evaluation mode, and that starts with the quarterback. Yep. Um, we mentioned Russell Wilson. Yep. Again, oh. the struggles oh, continue. Oh, Again, another guy with a gigantic contract. And uh, I'll reference what ESPN had on their crawl yesterday in one of their panel discussion shows. Is, is the Russell Wilson deal the worst in the history oh. of football oh. right now? Because this marriage between Russell Wilson... Nathaniel Hackett, whatever this offense is trying to do, mm-hmm. it's not working. Uh, so there's a lot of people saying Russ has hit the wall. He's not the same guy that he was in Seattle. Getting away from Seattle was bad for him. Mina Kimes from ESPN believes he could still be salvaged, but something's got to change. Watching him this year, uh, at times there's been struggles. I think some of them have been due to injury. I think some of them have been due to that sort of decline, and then some of it have been due to bad play calling and the situation not being optimized. I do think Nathaniel Hackett is going to be replaced. I don't think it's a desirable job because it is a challenge, but I do believe that the right coach can get better play out of him. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be commensurate with the contract. I don't think that's possible, uh, but I don't think it should look as bad as it's looking right now. Imagine being a yeah. Broncos fan when that deal went down. You're thinking, oh, we finally got a quarterback. Oh, yeah. To go with this defense, we might be unstoppable this year. And they have been infinitely stoppable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's crazy. And and Russell Wilson continues to be attacked for, I don't know, this this tone-deaf approach. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's a good word that, for it. That they're that's not, a good they're word not for playing it. well. He's struggling. He's under the gun. He's not changing what he's doing. But all of these like vanity posts on social media of him walking into the into the stadium in slow motion with his latest suit on, it's rubbing people the wrong way. Oh, it really is. And 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 part of that issue is that Russ has always been this way, right? The corny, overly optimistic kind of guy. Yeah. But he's got no he's got no balance in Denver. He's won nothing yeah. for that franchise. No equity at all. No equity. That's the word I was looking for. He's got no equity there whatsoever. And, and he's he's surprised that this stuff is just you know really kind of rubbing people the wrong way. And it's 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 kind of painful to watch, to be quite honest with you and, and because a lot of smart people and a lot of otherwise people and I'll put myself in the latter category I thought this thing was going to be a marriage made in heaven I thought this thing was going to be I thought the Broncos were going to blow up in a good way with this mm-hmm. I had a very smart football person tell me before the season began that that this is the perfect head coach and system for Russell Wilson and what what could be more inaccurate than that. Yeah, another quarterback we just talked about, Aaron Rodgers, responsible for elevating the stock of Nathaniel Hackett to get the job in Denver to Mm -hmm. work with another quarterback in Russell Wilson. I don't know if you've seen it. It, It's funny. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, but one of my sons is, and he updates me. There's this TikTok account that every week, mm -hmm. he's got a running total of 
Russell Wilson's touchdown passes in relation to the number of bathrooms in his mansion. <laughs> so he's keeping score. Yeah. And uh-huh. after 10 games, Russell Wilson has eight touchdown passes. And how many bathrooms? 12. Oh, man. <laughs> he, may not, he may not get there. <laughs> he may not get there. His touchdown percentage right now is by far the lowest of his, of his career, 2.4%. Well, it's and in, in, in watching him in bits and pieces, it, it looks like his legs are really heavy now. It looks like he just doesn't have that kind of... He was, and he was never the fastest guy. No, but he had, but he had a lot of quickness to him. A, a, a great escapability. Yeah. The grossest thing about this is every week it makes Pete Carroll look like more and more <laughs> of a genius. Yeah, I know. that he saw. No, nobody else saw this. He saw this that it was time to move off from him. Yeah. Right. And 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 they they went into this. They trusted their eyes. They trusted their judgment. They took all the hits that came with it. We were the the day that he was traded. We were on air, and it was it was quite literally a life changing day for Seattle sports fans. Yeah, the kind of day where you you'll always remember where you were. Probably one of the fifteen thousand Starbucks in Seattle. <laughs> you always remember where you were the day that news broke. It was that monumental. It was that you know. It was it was that kind of a, a sporting earthquake, if you will, and for the Seahawks to have got out ahead of that, huh, the, the 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 good that Pete Carroll and John Schneider did for that organization by recognizing and making that move is stunning. And I know they've cooled off a little bit, but to add to that, not only did they move off at the right time, but to install Geno Smith, who, by the way, they released the first Pro Bowl voting totals. The top voting, oh, no. the top of vote getting quarterback in the NFC is Geno Smith. Is that right? After the first wow. first release of votes. Wow. But yeah, they, they, <laughs> they hit on two, mm-hmm. on two accounts. Do you know a high school student with great character deserving of a $10,000 scholarship? We want to hear about them and how they make an impact in our community. Just text character to 620-620 and share their story. Once again, that's character to 620-620. It's character counts. Coming up next, nationally, lots more people talking about the uh, heat of the seat underneath Cliff Kingsbury. We'll get into that next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Tuesday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.